listening to the C to Z of movies. My name's Colin. I am the C with me is Zijan the Z. Hello, Zijan. Happy New Year, Colin. Happy New Year, Zijan. It's the correct New Year, the Lunar New Year. Oh, is this the this is the year of the of? Let me get this right. Um, it's not. It's just we've just had the year of the dog, and now we're on to the year of the. Uh, this takes poor quiz knowledge from you, Colin. Honestly, it's very poor. They even changed one of the uh, the header banner for the the work intranet to be what it is, and I can't remember. It's something not very pleasant. It's a pig. I don't know. A pig. There you Pigs go. Pigs are pleasant. You like bacon. I do like bacon. I like. You like hamburgers and sausages, Colin. Uh, hamburgers usually beef. Oh, that's true. But you like sausages. But I do like sausages. Yeah, um, so it's a very pleasant animal. Yeah, well done the pig. Happy happy year of the pig, Sujan. Happy year um, of the pig. You're not a pig, are you, Colin? I'm not. <laughs> I don't know how to answer that. Um, <laughs> I'm, a lo- I'm a lovely person. I was born in whatever year you were born in, so uh, what's that? It's the year of the ox. Ox, very good. Which will be in two years' time, because it's a multiple of 12. So we'll be a multiple of 12 then. How exciting. And we'll be two-thirds of the way through a uh, uh, Northern Cross as much. I don't know what that was. I don't know what's going on there. Um, today we are talking about uh, 1999 in film. What year was 1999, Zijan? Uh, <laughs> hold on, I can do this. I can do this. Um, it's the rabbit, I believe. We're talking about the year of the rabbit in film. Um, we're also uh, talking about uh, the films of Rachel Weisz. We've got a quiz on the English language films of Alfonso Cuarón. And much, much, much more. more. Um, well, not much more, to be honest. News has been very dry. Oh, I've got loads of news. What? So <laughs> much news. No way. Okay. So much news. Why don't you um, start then, Colin? And that's even before you take into account the fact that as we record, the BAFTAs are happening. Um Oh, yeah, but that's not news for this that's podcast, is it? Uh, here's some news. Um, it's a it's a big week for Asians, Sejong, um, <sighs> as it often is. Yes, uh, because, thank you for pointing it out. Yeah, we're getting a Chinese version of Jane Eyre. Um, what? Which is, this is, this apparently, the, um, well, you can tell me, uh, Jane Eyre, no doubt huge in Asia. Yes? No? We're getting a Chinese language version of Jane Eyre. It's going to be filmed partly in Haworth, um, which is where the Brontes uh, lived, and partly in um, Qingdao, maybe? Or Qingdao? Why, why, why Jane Eyre? I don't know. Why not? Eh? If people, I, I guess there must be a, a market for Chinese language version I, of Jane Eyre. So, <laughs> like, I, I've not read, read Jane Eyre before. Um, this is which Bronte sister is this? This is no, this is Charlotte. It's Charlotte. Oh. Um, I yeah, I've not read Jane Eyre before. Tell me what Jane Eyre is. About. Um, well, there's this woman called Jane Eyre, um, and she goes to live with a chap called Mister Rochester. Um, she's quite young. He's quite old. They fall in love. Um, and then well, I don't want to spoil the plot of Jane Eyre for you. There's, there's a big twist. A big is, she, twist. is she actually there? Is she a ghost in real life? <laughs> it's not that big. Oh, fine, I'll spoil it. Uh, spoilers <laughs> for Jane Eyre. Um, his crazy <laughs> wife lives in the attic. That's the, the big ah. plot twist of Jane Eyre. Um, there's actually quite a lot of similarities with Rebecca, in fact. Uh, if you, which I, you have read, haven't you? I have Rebecca Ensign. Yeah, the so there's kind of the mysterious first wife. There's the oh yeah, the, the house gets burned down in Jane Eyre as well. Um, Rochester goes blind. There's yeah, a whole, there's a whole thing. So I don't know whether this is going to be a Chinese cast or there's, or just um, a kind of Chinese production money or, or this, but there you go. Mm-hmm. I I 
I maybe is there, there there must be a Hollywood version of this as well, isn't yeah, there? The, the, okay, well, there's, no. I mean, there's been several, I think, but the, the most recent one was uh, Mia Fazakowska and Michael Fassbender, which is actually a very good version, I thought, from about, oh, I don't know, seven years ago, something like that. So, okay, maybe I should just check that yeah, out. Yeah, I'd, I'd give that one a watch. Yeah. I'll just read the book. Do that as well. Do Sounds that like as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've just sported mm-hmm. it all for you, but. Uh... <laughs> That's fine, Colin. Uh, it's pretty good. I read it at uni. Yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah, I don't have as exciting news as that. Where, where do you get that from, anyway? What kind of sources uh, are you going up? Do you are you going up the Chinese? I've got my I've got f- film yeah, I've got my my contacts in the Chinese film market. Ah <laughs> so. uh-huh. yeah. So um, Ben Affleck will not be returning for the Batman solo He's movie. Out. Um, Finally, yeah, I think we all kind of figured he would be, but it's now confirmed. Yep. Um, uh, it's now on track to be a smaller detective story with a June twenty twenty one release date. This is a so the, the the DC DC extended universe or the worlds of DC as they're known. They're mm-hmm. a bit. Of a, I mean, Aquaman did phenomenally well somehow. Um, it is. It's, it's, it's gone over a billion dollars. It's the biggest. I think it's the biggest grossing DC film ever now. Which is, uh, well, I don't know what's going on there. <laughs> It it is lighter fare though. It's like it's probably the most marvelous uh, DC film. I guess. Although I mean, I guess it's a bit like Guardians, I suppose, and kind of crazy out there stuff. Um, mm. it, it's it, it feels a lot like an early Marvel film, as you pointed out before in your, in your yeah. Um, and it's certainly yeah, it's it's not in any way dark and gritty like they were doing for the the kind of. Man of Steel and Batman Superman, which Man of Steel felt much more like a, well, like a Dark Knight kind of film, but just much worse. So, uh, so they've, they've broken up. They've they've officially said they're not. Their plan isn't to do the kind of overall overarching universe anymore. But they're still, which may be a good thing. Yeah, but I mean, they've still got Wonder Woman. They've still got the Suicide Squad. Um, yeah, which will have a brand new Harley Quinn as well, wouldn't they? I thought they're doing the same Harley. Are they using Margot Robbie so, for Yeah, they're not going to let go of her. So, so in fact, that's some other news. I think James Gunn is now officially directing it because um, I think previously he was writing it and rumoured to direct, but he's definitely directing. And it's and it's called The Suicide Squad. Um, so they are distancing themselves a bit from the previous one, I guess, rather than just calling it Suicide Squad 2. But I think I think, I think think they'll keep Harley. I think they'll keep uh, Deadshot and Will Smith. Well, because oh, they have two different oh, jokers. Two different jokers. And he, this new... Batman film, he, the Batman. Who, who knows? Mm. Apparently, it's going to have quite a rogues gallery. But I, I, surely they can't do another Joker. Surely not. There's just way too many Jokers in the past five years, to be honest. Uh, Josh Gad has been dropping very heavy hints that he's going to be um, the Penguin in this thing. Apparently. Okay, I can see that. Yeah, I think that'll work. That'll work. Mm. Um, okay, exciting news in the world for for Beatles fans like myself. Um, Peter Jackson will be directing a documentary based on the Let It Be tapes. Um, so Peter Jackson, who obviously we know from Lord of the Rings, but he did a documentary last year called um, They Will Not Grow Old, which is part uh, first mm. of all. Uh, but Let It Be, I don't know if you're familiar with. Um, it's a f- it was a film? It was. So it was, a, it was 
in about 68 or 69 they were filming, I think 69. Uh, and the idea at the time was that it was going to be kind of returning to the Beatles' roots. It was actually called the Get Back Sessions at the time. The, the idea was they get back to their roots. So it was going to be um, just very straight, no overdubs, nothing, just very straight music. Uh, but they filmed, um, made, made lots and lots of film for a documentary, which actually got made. Mm. And, and uh, I must admit, I've got a, a knockoff version. I don't think it's ever been officially released over here. And it kind of just shows them basically falling apart. So there's a lot of kind of infighting and uh, and very little organisation. And in the end, they just... Oh, okay. Yeah, it was a complete mess. And they gave kind of hundreds of hours of tapes over to, to, to Phil Spector to get the album made. Um, but it ends with a famous kind of rooftop concert, which you may have seen clips of. Um, um, okay. Anyway, so there has been a film of this, but I... I yeah, it's not very coherent. It's really just lots of... Yeah, just tried together. Whereas, I guess, Peter Jackson... Now that he's apparently a documentary filmmaker, that's what he does now. Um, okay. Uh, it, it's interesting, though, because I, I wasn't aware of all these things that are happening behind the scenes for this, um, the Liabee album. So Yeah, and I think it'll be fascinating, because I think it'd be interesting to see what the market is, because Ron Howard did his um, Beatles touring documentary last year, or two years ago, maybe. Two years ago, I think. Um, and it really didn't tell you anything that you didn't always know if you are a Beatles fan. So it'd be interesting mm. to see whether this is kind of aimed at people who don't know much about the Beatles or whether they're going to go deeper. Um, I'm hoping they'll kind of go deep into it. Yeah, a Beatles fan. Oh, a Beatles fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And I think... Favourite Beatles song? I'm going to say A Day in the Life, um, which is um, the penultimate track of... It's the final track of um, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Um, but... Let it, yeah, Let It Be's never been one of my favourite albums. I think partly because Phil Spector got his hands on it and overdubbed lots of strings and things we, we, oh, we could sp- launch a spin-off Beatles podcast see Jan no we can't we can't we definitely can't I could be uh, you could I could be the, the, the kind of the hardcore Beatles fan you could be the guy who who doesn't much like the Beatles it would be great this this sounds like one of those yeah, was it the Gilmore Girls podcast uh, right yeah. there's one person who's seen the Gilmore Girls and one person is just discovering we could go it. track by track through all their albums it'd be amazing Oh wow! Where can I find the time to do I that? Mean, there's something like there's over 200 tracks they've made, so this this could keep us going for ages. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> Let, let's move on before you think this is actually a good idea. It's too late. It's, it's already happening. Um, do you want me to keep going, or have you got anything? I can go. Um, Zack Snyder, your best I, friend. Yep. Okay. Has revealed new movie plans at Netflix. Okay. Uh, it's called Army of the Dead. Sounds zombie-esque. It sounds zombie-esque, and apparently it costs $90 million. $90 million for a zombie film? Wow, okay. Yes, and Netflix has that kind of money. Yeah, I mean, they... It's, well, because the Irishman this year apparently is... I can't remember, it's $150 or something. It's definitely three figures. Wow. Um, There's no way Netflix is actually profitable. I don't know. Everyone's got Netflix these days. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I I know that bit, but it's it's just I'm I'm just trying to imagine their business model. Like how I'm just I just can't imagine, you know, ninety million dollars just for a film. I guess whenever they spend this kind of money, they've got to assume that X number of people are starting a subscription because of this. And I'm not sure a Zack Snyder zombie film is getting people starting a subscription, but I don't know. Maybe mm. I'm not gonna I say I don't do horror, so Speaking of zombie films, I think World War Z two is uh, is been happening. Yeah. Finally, jeez. Like, I mean, I haven't seen Brad Pitt in a film for ages as well. No, I think so he, um, I, I doubt he does his... some producing these days. But in terms of actual acting in a film, I, it's um, been a while. Deadpool two. 
he was in that one frame. Was he? There was that joke about he, he was the vanisher, and when he got electrocuted, he uh, it was Brad Pitt for like a second. Oh really? Did you miss? You missed? I'm sure we talked about that in our. Uh, anyway. Oh yeah, it's, it's been yeah. a while. It's been a but, while. But I, I forgot about it. Off the top of my head. No, I think the last one was actually World War Z one. Okay, when was in? Yeah, and that was a long time ago. I was still in Bristol then, so it was a long, long time ago. Yeah. Well, I'm sure he's busy uh, getting divorced or whatever he's doing. Um, mm. What else we got here? Um, I've mentioned before, speaking of zombie films, uh, just quickly, Rosaria Dawson is now being cast in Zombieland 2, um, and they've started filming, I believe, uh, Zombieland 2. So that, that is a zombie film I probably will watch because I enjoyed Zombieland quite a lot. Um, mm-hmm. uh, um, I will. And it's coming out this year as well. I think it is, yes. Yeah, so it must be towards the end of the year if they're filming it now. Um, Unicorn Store, which is a film that I... Uh, Brie Larson's directorial debut, which was doing kind of festivals a year or more ago, I think, uh, is coming to Netflix in April. Um, and she's also signed a, con- a deal to do another film called Lady Business, uh, also for Netflix. So uh, I don't know what capacity. I think that's directing, but probably starring as well. So um, mm. yeah, I, I know not much about Unicorn. So it's got a good cast. Got she, I mean, she's in it. Got Samuel L. Jackson. Um, I think it was. I don't. I saw some kind of. I saw some reviews. I don't think people were raving about it, but I'd be interested to see what she can do with it. I think she's a great actor and uh, going to the director game very young. So uh, be interesting to see how mm. that goes. Maybe that's that's probably a good thing for Netflix, though. I mean, like uh, that's one good thing. Good thing about Netflix. I mean, it's it's giving opportunities to. You know, to 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 directors who want to get to the seat the first yeah, time. Yeah, it's interesting because I mean, she made it for ages ago, and, I guess, and it's just been sitting waiting for a distributor. And Netflix jumped, mm. and I guess it's certainly compared to a to a Army of the Dead or something. It's not going to cost them that much. So it's, yeah, it's nice to see that they're kind of covering a range of budgets. Hmm. Mm. Uh, got anything else? Uh, there is going to be a Fast and Furious female-led spin-off. Is there really? Yes, this was confirmed by Wind Diesel. They've pinned down uh, Gal Gadot, have they? Uh, I have no idea. Okay. But yeah, there is going to be a spin-off, apparently. Um, for all those Fast and Furious fans out there. We must have, we, we uh, must have some Fast and Furious fans amongst our listeners. There must be. We had a quiz on that we as did. well. Just for yes. them. Um, if you're a Fast and Furious fan, let us know. Uh, at CDZ Movies on Twitter. CDZ Movies at gmail.com. Tell us what we're missing out, having never watched any of it. Mm-hmm. We're we're basically like Netflix now, Colin. We're trying to get new listeners by that's it. doing quizzes on things we have no idea. That's on. it. So they can say, "What? Why on earth are you doing a quiz on something you know nothing about?" Um, well, I did watch the trailer for Hobbs and Shaw. Um, I don't intend to watch it. Um, the Jumanji Kids are going to be back. So last time, I think I I speculated or reported speculation that uh, it's reported. Well, I didn't report anything. Um, mentioned speculation that uh, it might be getting some. Uh, pensioners perhaps um, playing Jumanji but it turns out mm-hmm. the the four kids or teenagers who were kind of playing Jumanji last time are back for the next film so uh, uh, okay. I wasn't as they would be I thought it might just be new new people no, I, but no, they're, they're back in some capacity um, okay I, I, yeah I definitely wasn't expecting that no so good because I think they did, I say what they did they did fine um, yeah yeah I, I'm looking forward to Jumanji too much or Jumanji 3 whatever yeah, but I thought they finished the character arc anyway. The whole point of Jumanji is for the kids to, you know, discover um, 
themselves yeah. or you know different uh, different attributes to their lives, right? And to grow and in people as people and characters. And I thought they've just finished that. So yeah, maybe. I mean, it could just be a five minute at the beginning where they're throwing the game away and someone else picks it up, or it could be they kind of come into the third act to save the day or something. I, I don't give you anything. Mm. Really. Um, yeah. I don't. Yeah, I mean, they, they, it wasn't exactly focused around those actors last time, was it? So no, no, definitely. Not. Um, and apparently, whichever Jonas brother was in it is also going to be back. It's Nick Jonas, <laughs> Colin. Nick Jonas. There's only there's only one acting Jonas. I don't think uh, you've been very generous with the one uh, there. Um, rounding up. <laughs> so harsh. He wasn't great. Um. We have Dune casting. Uh, Oscar Isaac is in it. Zandaya is in it. And maybe Javier Bardem. Wow. It's tending to be quite a large it's cast. A, and a very good cast. So they must... They must... Uh, must be a good script, I guess. It's Dune, though. Everyone knows Dune. It's like Jane Eyre. It, it, in some ways, Dune is like Jane Eyre. <laughs> <laughs> they're both books. Um... <laughs> They're both voted in the the BBC's top hundred books of all time, I believe. I have them on my shelf. I'm, I'm sure. Um, yes. It's got sandworms and spice and things, things like that. that. At some point, I might read it. You should read it, Dune, and I should read it, okay. and then we can do. A, we can do yeah, a compare we can talk and contrast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Dune versus Jane Eyre. I like it. Have you read Dune? I read Dune. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, hmm. this could be after we've finished our. Um, Every track of by the Beatles podcast. <laughs> to our Dune versus Jane Eyre podcast. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, you got any more? Uh, no. Okay, let me rattle through these then. Um, Hugh Jackman and Rebecca Ferguson are reuniting for a, a sci-fi film called Reminiscence. It seems to be all about kind of memories and things, which seems quite fun. They could see them back together uh, after like a Black Mirror Peter episode. Sherman. Sorry. Sorry? Oh yeah, they're together hmm. in the British show. Yeah, no, it's not, I was saying it sounded like a Black Mirror episode. Uh yes, yeah, I think they. Yeah, I guess all sci-fi sounds a bit like Black Mirror. Um, <laughs> that's true. Uh, that true. Edgar Wright's next film is going to be called Last Night in Soho. It's going to be a horror film, and uh, Anya Taylor Joy, um, who you might know from The Witch and Split, is going to be in it. Uh, I love Edgar Wright. I don't watch horror, but I might have to make an exception for this because I think he's great. Um. There's going to be a David Bowie film called Stardust. It's going to star a guy called Johnny Flynn that I've never heard of. I had a look at him on IMDb and he's done mostly TV stuff. Um, Including something called Beast, I think. Uh, But it's slightly controversial because this was announced and then Duncan Jones, um, who is the director of Source Code and Moon and Warcraft and things, um, but is also David Bowie's son, uh, basically said that They've, they've got no rights to use any of Derivari's music for this and what's going on. So it's kind of got off to a shaky start. Uh, yeah, you, you know, you'd think that they'll, they'll at least secure that first before deciding on making a David Bowie's yeah, film, right? I don't know how you can do a biopic without using the music. So there you go. Um, and uh, there's been... Well, so The Avengers um, Endgame is coming to the UK one day early. Um, apparently it's going to be three hours long, which I think was hinted at before. But, um, there's some talk about whether they can have an intermission in it or not. Um, wow. I don't think they should do. I'm happy. I, I make an exception to my two and a half hour rule um, for the Avengers. I'll happily watch a three hour Avengers film. 
Yeah. I'm, I'm sure it'll be fine. And I think, yeah, the, the, the resource was saying that for the first three screenings, not a single person got up to go to the bathroom. So uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure we'll be fine. We are grown-ups. We, we can hold it in. Bring your claustrophy bag. Um, mm. When I saw Pirates of the Caribbean 3, that had an intermission. But we were kind of right in the corner, so we just stayed in our seats anyway. So it just prolonged the amount of time we were in our seats for. Um, mm. Those of you who are looking forward to the Avengers Endgame might be thinking, there was a Super Bowl trailer, why are you not talking about it? Well, I know you're not watching uh, any of their trailers, Asian, and, uh, nope. and this is the first oh. one that I'm not watching, so we neither of us know anything about it. I just can't wait for the, the, the film to come. Not, not only because I want to see the film, but also because I can finally, <laughs> you know, not... Not not run out from the cinema. <laughs> I can just picture you walking around the streets of London with kind of dark glasses on, with headphones in, staring <laughs> at the pavement. <laughs> it has been quite difficult. It has been quite difficult. It's going to get harder. Um, oh, yes. So apparently, this trailer was only thirty seconds long. But, um, but yes, I've managed. Like, yeah, previously, things like just things like say for Civil War, the fact that Spider Man was was there holding Captain America's shield, and this got ruined for me in a thumbnail. Um, so even without clicking on videos, it's difficult. Yeah, um, we've got Captain Marvel first, um, which is coming up in about a month, isn't it? But uh, we have first. So that's all the news. We move on, as ever, to our segment to see or not to Z. Uh, we talk about a film that we have seen recently and tell you, the listener, whether you should see it or whether you should not Z it. Zijan, have you have you seen mm-hmm. the film? Yes, I have. I saw the Lego Movie too. Is that? Oh, right. oh, yeah, that's out, isn't it? Goodness. Yep, they just came out like, a couple of days ago. Yes. Hmm. Yeah, so, so, so I saw it yesterday um, in a very fancy uh, cinema. Oh, yeah. uh, it's, it's one of those nice ones where you get to sit on a couch and people come Ooh. serve you drinks while you watch this. Did you, did you have some ice cream? Uh, no. Oh, well. Was, is no. It, was it Picture House or something? Uh, no, I, I can't remember what it was. It's one of those, like... That, there are many of this kind of cinemas popping out nowadays. We saw um, uh, we saw quite a place in a in a film like that. Didn't yeah, we? in a cinema in, like in that. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, it, it's quite a good um, experience. I always like that, and it's nice to have a sofa rather than the uncomfortable seats that some, yeah. some cinemas yeah. have. Mm. So uh, yeah, Lego Movie Two. Um, it follows directly after the first Lego Movie. It continues directly oh, yeah. from it. Um, it stars the voices of uh, Chris Pratt, Elizabeth Banks, uh, Will Arnett uh, reprising their roles, and, and in this case, uh, in 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 this film, um, at the end of the previous film, um, the 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 dad who was uh, uh, who was making this le- who was playing this Lego um, asked his son to play with his sister. So now you have a bunch of Duplo oh, coming okay. in. Um, and attacking the Lego world and and taking away their stuff, etc. So, et so, so it continues on from that. Okay. Yeah. So um, I I I enjoyed the film. I think um, the second half is definitely better than the first half of the film because the first half of the film felt a lot like a retread of the first film. Oh yeah. And, and you, you know, like Emmett, em, and Emmett, you really uh, don't want main... to retread on Lego. That's. Uh... Painful. Yeah, yeah. Emmett, the main character, is this optimistic, happy-go-lucky guy, you know. And it, it felt like, oh, he, he hasn't learned anything from the previous um, film whatsoever. He, he he begins the film in the same same manner, yeah. exactly the same. Nothing has changed. But yeah, uh, once the film gets going on and you might meet more of the new characters, uh, uh, the Duplo characters as well, um, it, 
it was it became a, a pretty decent film. Okay. So um, I I would recommend watching it if you enjoyed the first film, which I know you did. I did. Colin. Um, yeah. Yeah. I uh, I hadn't really planned to go and watch this one in the cinema, but I'll catch it at some point. Mm. Yeah. There's definitely a lot more music in this film okay. as well. Um, so and there's a beat inspirational song about life. That's the song, isn't it? I can't. I don't think that is. No, but there, there are quite a few uh, music segments and music segues in the film, and there's oh, a song that's called Teen um, Titans song. Maybe that was a Teen Titans song. Anyway, carry on. Um. It could be. <laughs> yeah, there, there's a song that's uh, uh this, this song is going to get stuck inside. Oh, your head. Yeah, which is um similar to um everything is awesome. I see. I in that see. sense. Uh, but this is more on the nose. Um, I have also been to the cinema. I saw a Vice, um, the film about Dick Cheney, starring Christian Bale as Dick Cheney, which has uh, got a few Oscar nominations, uh, including for mm-hmm. Christian Bale. Um, it's by Adam McKay, who uh, did The Big Short and, well, did various other kind of Will Ferrell films before that, but this is certainly much more in The Big Short uh, style. So it's, um, it's it, like Big Short, it's got a few kind of tricks and things so you have kind of fake news readers narrating some of it you have at one point alfred molina comes in to kind of uh, pretend to be a waiter offering things like extraordinary rendition on the menu things like that so it takes you out of the film sometimes um uh but it's probably but then like like the big short it's mostly kind of more of a, a straight tale a lot of times well um it's a very very angry film i think um which is probably mm. Uh, fair. Um, like the Big Short, actually, kind of it, it does succeed, I think, in making the making you realise what bad things have been done in a way that perhaps the, kind of a dry news story wouldn't. Um, yeah, it's it's very much a kind of look how terrible this guy is. Although actually, surprisingly, uh, quite a few places where you do get to see a bit more kind of the positive side, which was a bit uh, unexpected. Kind of thing, his relationship with his his daughters, for example, um, and you do see him. Um, right at the end, you kind of get to see a bit more of his side of the story as well, uh, kind of his reasoning, which I thought was interesting. Uh, but yeah, it's really good. Uh, I, Christian Bale is phenomenal. Um, he went through another body transformation. He again, did. He? he apparently gained forty pounds, which um, to those was uh, in England is, is just under three stone. Um, this must not be good for you. No, he's no, he's insane. Um, I think he's. I'm sure at one point he said he was going to stop doing that, but there you go. So yeah, he he loses yeah. and gains weight mostly, um, and and a lot of prosthetics and things as as well. Um, it put me in mind a bit of Gary Oldman last year when he was Winston Churchill. But I think, t- to my mind, Gary Oldman was great, but he, he kind of never really thought of him as a real person. He kind of he was so obviously prosthetic, even though even though they did a great job with it, he kind of took you out of it. Whereas this kind of for, for a lot long of the time, you can just completely forget it's Christian Bale because it looks just like uh, an old, you know, like what they run through quite a lot of his life, but yeah. In his kind of, I don't know, probably sixties or something towards the end. Um, yeah, great performance. Do you think he? Yeah, do you think it's better than Rami Malek? Uh, I think these two are the front two, runners the, yeah. for best actor. Um, I think it. Oh, it's so close. I wouldn't. I, I kind of. I like the way that the Golden Globes get to gets to give an Oscar to both of them. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I. They didn't. Yeah, they, do they say that? Yes, because this that this is a comedy, which I guess it, I guess it is. Yes. Um, I wouldn't like to have to choose. <laughs> I think they're, they're, <laughs> they're, they're both phenomenal. What a way to be indecisive. Yeah, because uh, as, as people who follow my, my own blog uh, will know, Rami Malek was my favourite, uh, or my, gave, my, gave my best actor award last year. I wouldn't mm. be surprised if I give it to Christian Bale this year. 
um, and happily oh. for me, they're in separate years in the UK, so I don't have to choose. Uh, but yeah, go and see it. It's great, um, and it will be quite illuminating uh, as well. Okay. Yeah. Ah. Um, but if you're a Republican, in the American sense, you might not like it. Donald Trump okay. features Looking briefly. Looking forward to him. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Oh, actually, what I was going to say there's a slight, there's a very weird framing device actually. So Jesse Plemons um, is kind of is narrating it, and quite early on he says, "Well, it was for me." Well, I'm kind of related to him. You'll find out more about that. And and it's I won't spoil that because it's a bit of a twist at the end. But it, that felt kind of like an unnecessary thrill to me when when it was revealed. You kind of think, "Oh, what what was the point of that?" Um, so, but, so apart from that, maybe that was a slight downside to it. Um, I forgot to mention in the news section, the very sad news is, on the very sad news, um, that the uh, the raccoon on whom uh, Rocket Raccoon was based uh, has died. Uh-huh. Aww. Uh, Oreo the raccoon is no more. That That is very sad news. Uh, I'm, I'm sure we'll find more raccoons. <laughs> just go to some bins. Um, yeah. <laughs> just wait till we get to the Beatles song Rocky Raccoon in our, uh, in our run through the Beatles. You're going to love it. Yeah. Uh, we move on then to the main segment of today. It's 1999 in film. Zijan. Uh, <laughs> what were you doing in 1999? Uh, I was so young. Oh, yeah. yeah. We were both so I young. Was slightly younger. Yes, you were. Yes, you um, were. Um, yeah, nine nine nine. That was oh, such a long time ago. Twenty years ago. Now. It was. Mm. Yeah. Um. I think the, probably the biggest thing in my life that uh is different was that uh we as a family moved from a uh, quite a small town uh in Malaysia to the suburbs uh to Kuala Lumpur. Oh. Okay. So quite a big move there. Uh, I changed school, changed everything, had to make new friends, yeah. etc. So uh. Yeah, uh, that that was Big probably move. the okay. yeah biggest change. Yeah, for for a fourteen year old, that was uh, that was probably uh, I probably didn't uh, react to, to that as well as I oh. could. So <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, uh, I also started some new school in nineteen ninety nine. I started high school uh, in nineteen ninety nine, but it was just going up through the the, the uh, normal school system. Actually, I say normal. Worcestershire, where I, where I was living at the time, was a slightly odd school system where everyone else in this country seems to go to, from primary school to secondary school, whereas we went from first school to middle school to high school. So there you go. Prince Henry's High School made me the man I am today. Um, but at the cinemas, what was happening? Well, here are some of the top <laughs> ten grossing films. Let's run through them. Number one, the most highest grossing film, I'm going to start from the top for some reason, um, was Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Unsurprising because this is the first Star Wars film in how many years? Um, fact, it's only sixteen years, I think, which is quite a long time, but not. It feels like it was longer. It does feel like it was yeah. longer, yes. Um, so I think yes, because the uh, Return of the Jedi was eighty three, but it felt like mm. Star Wars had been away from yeah, and they, they didn't have any spin offs. They might have done some cartoons or something. I don't know, but um, uh, yeah, I didn't watch this at the time. I wasn't a I wasn't a Star Wars fan. I've never seen Star Wars um, at this point. You're not a Star Wars fan, Colin. Uh, no, I, I didn't. St- I didn't see any of Star Wars until I was at uni, actually. Oh wow, that I mm, didn't know. So it was. Uh, in fact, it was just after exams in first year where we'd be we'd gone out to play some football, and for some reason I was playing barefoot, and I uh, I managed to break my toe or possibly badly bruise right. it. I don't know. 
You want a funny colour. So once everyone else was out enjoying the sunshine, I was laid up, unable to, to move around quickly. And I thought, well, I might as well watch Star Wars. Um, so I did. And that was around the time, in fact, almost exactly the time when episode three came up because I went to see it uh, shortly after. Uh, but have you seen The Phantom Menace? I have seen The Phantom Menace. Uh, definitely. Uh, I can't remember whether I've seen it in cinema or did I get it from a pirated DVD. <laughs> Which is very common. <laughs> um, yeah, I've seen The Phantom Menace. Um, obviously, so I didn't see 4, 5, 6. My parents obviously have. Um, but I don't think I have seen 4, 5, 6. Or even if I did, it was just a glimpse. Oh, yeah. or very briefly. I was too young then. But so I probably I started my, my Star Wars knowledge with um, this, this, this what a, film. What a way to one. enter Star Wars. Oh my god, that... The young Anakin Skywalker is so annoying. Uh, young Jake Lloyd. Um, yeah, not to mention Jar Jar Binks. Not to mention Jar Jar Binks. I can forgive Jar Jar Binks probably because I didn't know any better. Yeah, I suppose if this is the first one you see. Um, exactly. So you, you, I, you know, I was like, oh, okay, this is weird alien. I don't find him that annoying. But I found Jake Lloyd extremely excruciating. Did to you watch. know? I mean, having not watched Star Wars, did you know what was going to happen? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, because yeah. um. It's like common knowledge by yeah, then, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I've watched this one once on VHS. I thought it was terrible. Um, I think episode three is pretty good. I think episode two has its moments, although it's overall not good. But this, I've, yeah, yeah, I just don't want to watch it again. And when when I tell people to watch Star Wars, I tell them to miss this one out. Um, yeah, I, I think... <laughs> We could talk about how bad Star Wars episode one is for a while, but let's no. move on. Um, the second highest grossing, this bit of a surprise, the second highest grossing was The Sixth Sense. Um, yes, definitely a surprise. And also a surprise, I didn't know a distributor for The Sixth Sense was Disney. Was it really? It is. Disney distributed The Sixth Sense. That surprised me, yeah, okay. Um, so it's M. Night Shyamalan. I don't know if it was his first film, but it was certainly his kind of The one that career. made M. Night Shyamalan, um, yeah, made his career. Bruce Willis, obviously. Um Spoilers, he's a ghost. I think everyone knows that now. It's been twenty years. Uh yeah, this um I, I I knew that before I watched it. I think that's probably most most people did by the time they watched it, maybe I don't know. Um it's actually surprisingly gory. I wasn't expecting quite so much uh blood and it is. Yeah. yeah. It is. It's quite horrific at it bits. is, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um did you know the twist quite, when you um, saw it? Uh, yes, I definitely knew the twist before I saw it because partially because I didn't like horror films. Okay. So to 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 make myself be comfortable with the fact that I'm watching a horror film, I need to know exactly okay. what's going on. <laughs> yeah, to prevent myself from being um too afraid of that. But this, you know, Haley Joel Osment is great yeah, yeah. in this film. Honestly, as um is it Tony Collette as his Ooh, mom? I think it might be. Yes. Yeah. I think both of them got nominated for an Oscar as well for their performances and yeah, they're, they're brilliant. And once in a while, I always go to look, go look at um, old clips of um, The Sixth Sense as oh, yeah. well. And yeah, it's I I I think the quiz the the twist is brilliant. Yes, like yeah. if yeah if I didn't see the film, I would think wow, that's a very good way of you know putting a twist at the end. Honestly, it's it's. It's, it's really really good it is but unfortunately it's probably a downfall of M. Night Shyamalan I was going to say because it now means that he thinks he needs to put a big twist at the end of all his films um, mm-hmm. and I think if you go into a film expecting a twist it's very difficult to pull off a twist it is uh, so obviously if this one and, people watching it fresh wouldn't necessarily have expected that because they just think they're watching a, a horror film or, or a ghost film or whatever else and then in fact, not really yeah ghost film I see, I see dead people 
Um, mm. So to pull the rug out of your feet. And is Bruce Willis back when he was still making good films? Um, personally, I prefer Unbreakable. I think that's more interesting to me. I mean, maybe because I like superhero films and I don't like horror films. But, mm. uh, but yes, M. Night when he was still great, which we saw snips of in, in Split, and apparently Glass isn't great. But um, there mm. you go. Well, and this is he's on a. Maybe I'm hoping he's on an upward track now. Yeah. I, uh, after the slump of like what Avatar, the last last Airbender. Yeah, after Earth, Lady in the Water. Yeah, I think. Tough one. Yeah. Uh, number three, Toy Story two. Um, yeah, it's alright. It? My probably the my least favorite of the Toy Story trilogy films. Okay. Yeah, probably my least favorite. Definitely, definitely my least favorite. Um, um, and Toy Story four is coming out this year it as well. Is. We're getting great so clips of that. Yeah. yeah. 20 years after Toy Story 2. Um, yeah, I watched some quite I think it's quite often cited as the film where the sequel's better than the original. I, I don't think that's true either. I, I, I think the original just was so imaginative. Uh, this has got some mm. good stuff in it. Hopefully you've got your, your new range of characters here. Um, the fairly traditional, I think, Toy Story thing about uh, there's a toy who seems good, but in fact he's um, plotting against you the whole time. <laughs> yeah, of course. the general thing there. Obviously you've got Jess. Is it Jesse? What's the... yeah, yeah, Jesse. Yeah, the thing is, yeah, I don't think I'm a fan of Jesse in okay. particular, and that's probably why I didn't like this film as much. Because the the main emotional hook of this film is basically Jesse and her main song in the middle of the film as well, and about her being left behind by her. Who owner. I thought was going to turn out to be Andy's mum, but that was no. <laughs> um, yes, I think some interesting stuff to say about collectors and uh, toys and collectors and all this. Um, mm. But there you go. Uh, the Matrix number four. Wow, um, I think the Matrix stood out quite a bit in that time, though. Yeah, I saw clips of it at the time, but I didn't actually watch it in its entirety until fairly recently, only a few years ago. Um, I think because I had seen, if I was in more than clips, I think I'd seen quite a lot of it. I'm not sure. I've got vague memories of it being shown at school, so maybe it was one of these kind of end of term things, uh, where you get to watch like the first hour of a film and then it's it's over. Um. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's absolutely groundbreaking, wasn't it? It was. It really defined the whole uh, cinematography of um, of action sequences, yes. introducing bullet time. Like, oh. Not only, yeah, not only in film, but also in computer games as well. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So after that, I remember the the suddenly a huge uh, surge of computer games introducing this bullet time, and um, I remember back then. I think I was a bit too young or a bit too naive to really understand the message of the Matrix, okay. uh, but I was more impressed with obviously the the bullet time action sequences. Then at that time, yeah, honestly, it's, it's really mind blowing really stuff. Great. Honestly, yeah, no, it is, and and still holds up. I think. Um, what doesn't hold up, I think, is the soundtrack, which is incredibly dated. It feels very nineties, um, and in fact, a lot of the kind of their kind of cool leather jackets and all the stuff feels very dated as well to me. Uh, but yes, I, I never never saw the sequels, which people hated. Um, I'm not convinced it had built a... It was a very interesting idea. Uh, I'm not convinced the kind of overall... If, if you pick too many holes in it, I think it all falls apart. If you start mm-hmm. saying, well, why happens if you do this, or why does that happen, blah, blah, blah. But, uh, but yes, the, the, the Vazakovskas... No, Wachowskis. The Wachowskis um, have not reached those heights again. But then... No, which, which is a shame, but... Yeah, I think I think the Matrix is a good, uh, a, a good, a, a good film to to start your career with. Honestly. It's not bad. Is it? It's not bad. Um, yeah. Number five, uh, Tarzan, which is the Disney version of Tarzan, which I'm assuming you've seen. 
I have okay, not. Okay, neither have I. Um, yeah, um, but you, that's the song You'll Be In My Heart by Phil Collins. <laughs> Do you know that song? No. Yeah, well, it won Best Song. No, in well done, Phil. Um, I've got the Phil Collins yeah. Best Of album, so maybe it's on there somewhere. Um, okay. It's about Tarzan. Who who doesn't know the story about Tarzan? Yeah. I'm not sure I've ever seen any of the Tarzan films. There's so many of them. Um, uh, number six is The Mummy. Not the, uh, the Tom film. Cruise effort. Oh, which, Horrible which we didn't film. mention um, in our news section that uh, the Dark Universe is over, um, but they are making The Invisible Man, and Johnny Depp is not going to be in it. Anyway, uh, The Mummy, it's Brendan Fraser. It's uh, Rachel Weiss, who we'll talk about later. Uh, mm-hmm. They have exciting romp. They uncover a mummy. I saw this for the first time last year, maybe two years ago. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I, again, I'd seen clips of it, but I'd never seen it in its entirety. Yeah, it's good. Good. Love fun, this film. It? it is very good fun. <laughs> it's very, very good fun. I, I love it. Like, I, it's one of those films that I enjoy even when I was a kid. Uh, even though there are some bits which were quite scary and creepy. I mean, come on, the bucks underneath. Oh the yeah, skin. well that was horrible. Yeah. That was really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they they will give you nightmares for life. But honestly, it's just. It feels, you know, Brendan Fraser is a good leading man. You know, he's he's not too serious. No, he's, and he's not serious towards you, but um, yeah, I think Rachel Vice didn't. I, I think if this film was made today, they wouldn't have her being quite so helpless, or quite. Mm. I mean, she's kind of this stereotyped uh, dress, this kind of like beautiful woman who just happens to be wearing glasses and living or working in a library, and she's clumsy. And also, I think, it, yeah, she's basically just a, a lot of uh, kind of. Um, stereotypes rolled together I think that's not a very interesting part I mean she did it well she's a good actress but mm. yeah I, I think if we is it prob- it's probably one of her first few roles as well isn't uh, it I, well it's certainly the first thing I've seen her in I think yeah she wasn't oh. uh, known before that I mean if you just look at the the, the glorious success that was uh, Tom Cruise's The Mummy <laughs> and uh, his his damsel in distress is in fact yeah she'd probably exactly the same um, <laughs> anyway um, number seven uh, the Notting Hill, a lovely film uh, starring Hugh Grant and Julia Roberts, set in Notting Hill. Well, who yeah. guessed that? Um, I think everyone's seen this film, probably. Uh, if it is, yep. I, looking at, so 1999 perhaps wasn't... Um, well, come on to the, the awards. I'm not sure it was one of the great years for uh, for award films. But if you look at the films that, it, that did well, there's quite a range and there's some great films in there, I think. There is, and there are quite some... Uh, Defining films out there. I'm pretty sure the Matrix, re- as you said, yeah. Matrix redefined um, bullet time. The Sixth Sense redefined yeah. horror. And Notting Hill, you could claim redefined the rom com because why not? Did it? Did I it really? It did I? Th- it's. I mean, it's. Um, no, I didn't redefine it, but it's a very good example of it. Um, it's kind of a great uh, supporting British cast. I've got Julie Roberts from America um, and cameos from Alec Baldwin. But uh, yeah, the Reese fans character, a young Hugh Bonneville. Uh, various uh, Tim, Tim McInerney. Uh Yeah, I, I love the work of Richard Curtis. I think this is a much better film than Four Weddings to, for my for my money. Um, mm. I think it was obviously slightly well. It must have been a bigger budget, but um, yeah, for, I've never really warmed Four Weddings, but I think this was a charming film. I think Hugh Grant's on top form. Uh, I can't remember anything from that film, Colin. Uh, so Hugh Grant uh, is a bookshop owner in Notting Hill. Julie Roberts is a Hollywood movie star who swings by, and they fall in love. Um, but they have all kinds of ups and downs. Um, I think it's got some interesting things to say about fame as well. Um, 
and all round uh, thumbs up. It's got a lovely classic uh, kind of third act rush to tell the girl you love her, and who doesn't love that in a rom com? Mm. Um, yeah, big fan. Um, number eight, The World Is Not Enough, which was uh, Pierce Pier- Brosnan's last Bond film. Uh, if only, if only. Uh, Dying not- Day was his last Bond film. Ah, oh, keep forgetting yeah, that yeah, one. Lucky man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a good one, actually. So, uh, is this the one with Halle Berry in it? Uh, no, that's Dying of the Day. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Um, yes. The World Is Not Enough. The, the main bit I remember, this is actually the... I think the only one from this list that I saw at the cinema. Um, the main thing I remember is he rolls down the dome, the Millennium Dome, as it was. So he falls out of a helicopter or something, I don't know, and just rolls down the side of the dome. It, there's, it was a little bit gimmicky like that. Um, it's certainly, he hadn't gone to the, the weird extremes of I've done another day, but it was very much not the gritty Daniel Craig years. Um, there, was a, there was a TV show in this country... I can't remember what it was called, but it was all about... Um, it was just called Clampers or something, but it was about uh, traffic wardens, basically, and, and kind of clumping cars and stuff. It was a kind of a, just a um, documentary in this country where I was kind of following them around. And the main guy from that was in a scene in this film and got splashed by James Bond in a speedboat. It, it's that it's that <laughs> kind of film. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who was the one girl in this film? I'm trying to think who it was. Uh... No, I, I can't for the life of me think. Um, oh. So it must have made a huge impression. Uh, <laughs> Famke Janssen, that was... Um, that's not the previous one. I'm, that was me, I'm Are just you Googling right now? My, my phone so I can uh, confirm for listeners. But once I do, do that, uh, I've mentioned American Beauty. Yeah, which was nine in the highest yeah, so, films, which is also quite surprising. Yeah, Cause it's uh it's done really well uh it's done really well in awards obviously but it doesn't seem to be the kind of film that would make a lot of money. No, I I don't think this would um be in the top ten these days. I mean if, yeah, if you look at the kind of Oscar films which we'll come on to see this very much was tend not to be in the top ten. Um, sorry, Sophie Marceau uh, was the Bond girl. I've never heard of her. <laughs> well, now you uh, have. She's in Braveheart. There you go. Uh, well, this will be good quizzing knowledge for you. Yeah, uh, American Beauty. I saw it about a decade ago. Um, I don't. I didn't think much of it. To be honest, I think I didn't. I mean, didn't dislike it, but I just didn't warm to it at all. Yeah. Uh, I think I saw it when I was too young to understand the the the, the intricacies yeah, of the film. Maybe or... I did. I mean, I was twenty two or something, but maybe I was still too young to. Uh... <laughs> yeah, because it's about you know middle aged suburban life, right? In America, um, yeah, kind of. It's not something you can relate to very well. But yeah, for a film oh. that's about a guy having fantasies about the best friend of his daughter, it's it's a yeah. weird thing to. I mean, it's the kind of thing I wouldn't be surprised to get Oscars because they like weird stuff sometimes. But uh, but yeah, to be number nine, um, it's a bit of a who done it as well, isn't it? Oh, I've forgotten Cause that. you, cause yeah, cause you know he died in the film right at the beginning of the film, and throughout the whole film you are trying to figure out who killed uh, him. Okay. I've mm. forgotten that. Anyway, it's not Kevin Spacey, so I don't think it's going to be looked back on with great uh, joy as the years go by. Uh, and rounding off top ten is Austin Powers Two, which I have this... not seen. I have not seen any Austin Powers film whatsoever. Yeah. We should do a we quiz should, on it. You definitely should. There's um, 
I can't remember if it's two or three where they they start off with a kind of spoof film of Austin Powers and Tom Cruise is playing Austin Powers. Uh, That's pretty good. Right, let's go on to the Oscars. So we've already talked a bit about American Beauty, but um, or very very briefly about American Beauty. But it won Best Picture, Director, Actor, and Original Screenplay. People loved that film. Um, fine. Well, depends on the competition, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and looking down the list, so well, it's weird actually. So yeah, the competition isn't isn't fantastic. I don't think it was a stellar year. Um, but there's some. I mean, things like The Matrix, as you say, uh, and Sixth Sense were kind of absolutely defining films. And yeah, they they maybe I think they won an Oscar. In fact, the, the sound effect, sorry, uh, Matrix won four Oscars as well. They were all in kind of te- technical categories: so sound effects editing, sound uh, film editing, and uh, visual effects. I think uh, I've got down here that Six Sense won something. I can't remember what it was. Mm, um, but yeah, Fight Club came out this year, and Fight Club it got one nomination, I think, for sound effects editing, and nothing else. And I must wow. admit, I don't like it. I think it's a very unpleasant film, but it is a kind of very highly regarded and very uh, influential film and very clever film. And I think it's, mm. it's my personal taste rather than it being in any way bad. But I'm amazed that that didn't do better because I thought at the time it was big. I didn't think it was kind of one of these come back to it years later. So I was very surprised that that wasn't more in the nominations. Hmm. I'm just looking at all the other um, other awards apart from the Academy and to see what who are in Best Actor. So there's Denzel Washington in The Hurricane, Jim Carrey Man on the Moon, Russell Crowe in The Insider, and to be honest, I've not seen any of them apart from American. So uh, The Insider I've not seen. Um, the Hurricane, yeah, it um, plays uh, Ruben Hurricane Carter is a boxer who was uh, wrongly imprisoned for murder. Um, Bob Dylan did a song called Hurricane about him, which is a fantastic song, and it's on my favourite Bob Dylan album, um, Desire. When we're done with our Beatles podcast, Sijan, we can move on to our Bob Dylan podcast. Um, and uh, that is actually played in the film as well. Yeah, the film run. I think the Hurricane runs too long, if I'm honest, but uh, I think because it, oh. it covers a long period of time, he was in, just, he was in prison for a long time. Um, uh, once did you mention? The well, yeah, I don't think you mentioned it, but the um, the Cider House Rules came out this year. Uh, Michael Caine won uh, an Oscar for Best Supporting Actor. He also won Best Adapted Screenplay yep, and Best Adapted Screenplay as well. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's got a young Paul Rudd and a Charlize Theron in it, and Tobey Maguire. Um, wow, yeah, so I didn't know all that. All before they were before they were big, and obviously Michael Caine um, when he was well, much after he was big. Yeah, it's I really enjoyed it the first time. I think coming back to it. Because it's all about abortion, really, uh, or largely about abortion. Also about, well, about many th- other things, but a lot, a lot of it's about abortion. And um, I would not necessarily agree with the point that it's making, but it's well acted. Um, I maybe want to read the book, but I, I started reading the book by John Irving and got about three chapters in. And it was terrible. I just stopped. I gave it up. Um, <laughs> okay, really good to know. Yeah. I'll probably not check it. Out. Uh, Boys don't cry. Hilary Swank on Oscar. I've not seen it. Um, that's her first Oscar, isn't it? Um, yeah, was it Million Dollar Baby the other one? Yeah, yeah she won it for Million Dollar Baby afterwards. I have not seen that either. Um, uh, I, I can't remember what, what the film was about. Um, but No, yeah. i got to think, what's it no. to do with uh, um, transsexuality, was it? I think it may be. I think it anyway, uh, Girl Interrupted, uh, I've also not seen. Um, There's uh, Angelina Jolie winning Best Supporting right. Actress and pretty much put her on the map as well. Okay, was she not big by then? Okay. Yeah, she wasn't big 
But uh, no, I don't think so. Um, but yeah, she she much swept the awards. I think looking at it, she's the only person apart from Sam Mendes for American Beauty who have won every pretty much every single main award for that year. Okay, okay, mm. that's interesting. And I've seen Girl Interrupted. You have, have you? I have. Uh, Winona Ryder, wasn't it? Winona Ryder as well. And again, I'm pretty sure it's. I'm too young for that. Uh, Being John Malkovich, another deeply unpleasant film, I thought, uh, is by Spike Jones, who went on to do uh, Her, which we both love. So I I kind of went to seek this one out. But um, it's again, it's quite. It's very weird film. So it's uh, John Cusack, he goes to work at this firm where everything is like, I don't know, two thirds of the height that it should be, which is never really mentioned or explained it's, it's the kind of film that does that and doesn't tell you why um yeah but i thought it was very unpleasant actually it's one of these yeah kind of glorifying in in people's pain a bit like fight club uh to me uh the green mile which is a stephen king adaptation. tom tom hanks mm-hmm. uh, i got about halfway through this <laughs> it's not been a good year for me oh. uh, have you seen that one no, no, not, not, not I, I think yeah, Michael Clark Duncan. Yeah, right, the late Michael Clark Duncan. Um, he was very good, but I think I came to it thinking it was kind of this prison drama, and it turned out to be supernatural. And it yeah, is supernatural. I wasn't really. expecting and didn't really enjoy. So I just I stopped. Uh, Magnolia, starring the great Tom Cruise. Um, this is it's. It took me a couple of times to get this one actually, uh, but it's good. It's it's I think one of Tom Cruise's more out there performances, uh, certainly. Uh, he uses a lot more full-out words than he uh, than he does in his other films. Um, but yeah, kind of ensemble cast, great cast. Uh, William H. Macy, Julianne Moore, many others, I can't remember now. But um, kind of intertwining stories. Um, Talented Mr. Ripley, Election, Sleepy Hollow, and Stuart Little. I'm just rattling through now. Uh, mm. Yeah, that's okay. I, I, don't, I don't think it's been... Yeah, I mean, look at the awards. 1999. I... I, I Look at the highest grossing films, probably. It's uh, probably defines the I think you're right. I think you're right. Because right. those are the ones... And again, yeah, if you look at those, yes, those are the ones people are looking back on. I'd argue Fight Club as well. Um, mm, but those are the I ones people are going to look back on. Um, we move on then uh, briefly to Rich, Rachel Weisz's film career. Uh, so we talked about The Mummy already. Uh, her next film I've seen her in was About a Boy, which I rewatched uh, over Christmas, actually. Um, have you seen that one? Uh... No, I've not seen about boy. Uh, young Nicholas Holt uh, is the the boy. Uh, Hugh Grant is his uh, is is, is the, the the main guy. Uh, basically, he he has this idea that um, single mothers are, are are people he wants to date. So he pretends to have a son in order to, to date them. It's another Tony Collette film. Uh, I think it's really good. It's based on Nick Hornby book. Um, I think it's very very well done. the The ending is bad. I think I, I think I might have talked about this on the podcast recently. Anyway, Richard Price is in it. Um, then she, there's a few films where I really didn't like so Runaway Jury I thought was fine but I don't really remember anything about it I think John Cusack might have been in it where um, a jury runs away uh, it's a kind of a legal drama thing but with jury tampering if I remember rightly okay. uh, definitely Maybe which is uh, a rom-com starring Ryan Reynolds Rachel Weisz Elizabeth Banks I think and yeah, Ida Fisher I've seen that is not good in my view no it's not definitely um, not which has got I should. This is before I realised that Isla Fisher films are bad. I can't believe you did Actor Factory with her and Amy Adams. Yeah, honestly, Colin, we wanted to lump them together for no reason. Because they look the same. I feel so sorry for Amy Adams to be lumped together. I think she's doing alright for herself. <laughs> in fact, I didn't mention her in my my voice snippet, but she was very good in that as well. And 
I don't think this is sorry. I don't think it's going to be the one she wins the Oscar for. Maybe it is, but I, I don't think it's her best performance by any means. But um, she's very good. At it. Anyway, back to Rachel Vice. Um, the brothers, the brothers Bloom, is a Ryan Johnson film um, uh, where Mark Ruffalo, Adrian Brody um, are brothers who basically run a con, and she's the mark for the con. Um, but then she joins them. I hated her in this film. Sorry, Rachel. Uh, I, I think her she, character or her performance? Kind of both. I think the, the way she chose to play it um, was kind of this slightly, maybe slightly ditzy, enthusiastic, larger than life, and I, I really didn't think it worked. Um, so the film I thought was pretty good. Um, and I mean, it's one of the kind of your classic con films where there's a con inside a con inside a con, but I really didn't like what she was doing in it. Um, uh, Oz the Great and Powerful, which is pretty bad. Is kind that of is a, pretty bad. Yeah. I didn't like that at all. I thought Mila Kunis was good in it, but yeah, it was a bit of a mess. James Franco kind of sleepwalking his way through a mm. uh, Wizard of Oz prequel. Uh, the Mercy, which I mentioned before, where she plays the wife of Colin Firth, and of course, The Favourite, which we've already talked about. So, we've not seen the Constant Gardener then, the one that she no, won the Oscar for. No, the one she won the Oscar for, no. no. Hmm. Have you seen it's that? a shame. No, I've not seen that. Like, uh, I can't. Uh, apart from the ones that you mentioned, um, I've seen the Lovely Bones and Constantine. Um, Lovely Bones was in Constantine. Okay. Mm, Lovely Bones was okay. Shusha Ronan's in it. Um, Constantine was awful. Okay. Yeah. Can I read it? Yeah. So I think Rachel Weisz is a great actress, but I, and she chooses an um, interesting range of roles. But I've never really warmed to her. Maybe just because looking looking down at list of films, there's a, there's a quite a few duds there. Uh, so I'd say my favourite is About a Boy. My least favourite, I think. I've put my blueberry nights here because I genuinely don't remember if I watched it or not, and I think it, <laughs> I think that must mean it wasn't very good. Uh, for, Either that, or I've not watched it, and it's fantastic. Who knows? Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah. Before the favorite, I would put my uh, my favorite film for her is The Mummy, but I do enjoy the favorite a lot. Least favorite is probably like Oz the Great and Powerful because it's really bad. Constantine's was, there as well. Yeah, Oz the Great and Powerful. It seemed like it would be a good idea. That seemed like quite a fun thing, but it was yeah, I know. put together very badly. Yes, mm. definitely. And I think suffered perhaps by comparison to Wicked, which was covering some of the same ground. Yeah. Um, well, here's an interesting question, Susan. Here's an interesting question. Are we doing anything like this next time? Uh, no, we're not. Okay. Well, we'll find out why not soon. Mm-hmm. Um, and we move on to our final segment today, which is the quiz about the uh, English language films of Alfonso Cuaron. Let me remind our listeners, Susan. No, you don't have to remind them anything. Okay, let's go then. <laughs> you don't have to remind them anything at all, Carly. Just- just check the scoreboard. That's what I'm no. saying. <laughs> Question one. Interwoven? Interwoven? Is that a word? Interwoven through a little princess is which major Sanskrit epic of ancient India? Ooh, a major Sanskrit epic of... Ancient India. Because she tells the story of India. Okay. In the film. And she tells this whole story throughout the film. Uh, that's a good, very good question. I have... No idea. Um, so I pass. I don't know. It's Ramayana. All right. Mm. Um, I hope you know world religion very well. No. Uh, question one for you. Gravity um, was released in the UK on my birthday. How old was I? Oh, why is this? <laughs> I've, I've personalised the quiz for you, Jason. Why did you personalise the quiz? Well, I was looking at these up and I thought, oh, that's, that's my birthday. What kind of question is that? 
Or what if you prefer? How old were you? Because uh, you would have been the same age as me at this point. Yes, yes. Let me think back. So this came out as it's about five years ago. Looking at all the films that came out there, and I'm pretty sure I saw this when I was in Bristol. So it was definitely more than three years ago. So let's go with five years ago. How old are you, Colin? Well, that's, that's the question. <laughs> Uh, let's go with 28 28 is correct (laughs) I can do math I'll take you a long time to take 5 off your age but um, yeah yeah, that's true but you got it right so there you go Uh, question 2 for me apart from moving the location to New York uh, Afonso Quaron's great expectations also changed the lead character's name Pip into what? Uh, Finn or Finnegan uh, question two for you the film A Little Princess previously mm. mentioned uh, was based on a novel by which writer it's uh, Frances Hodgson Burnett it is indeed very good mm. question three the film Children of Men is set in which future year Ooh. it's right in this it's the first thing you see when you open the Wikipedia page as well Colin is it yeah it's also on the, the, the poster so I thought you would have seen it okay I've seen the bad. film I don't remember that let me let me think uh, I'm going to say it is the year 2047 <laughs> that's surprisingly <laughs> not that far off oh yeah 2027 I must have yeah three digits right which is quite good yeah it's pretty good mm. yeah uh, question three for you. Um, in Great Expectations, which character's name was changed to Nora Dinsmore for the film? Uh, it's Miss Havisham, right? It is Miss Havisham. Very good. Yeah. Uh, question four. Gravity. I need, I need this one to stay in the game. Yeah, that's true. Gravity received the most Oscar nominations with 10 in the 86 Academy Awards, tying with which other film? Ooh. So we've already established that it was five years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was doing well at five years? Uh, I don't know. Uh, Interstellar. It wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't Interstellar. No. No, it was American Hustle. American, of course. Yeah, that did very well, surprisingly. Uh, in which case, you have one, but let's keep going. Um, question four. Uh, Alfonso Cuaron's half-hour documentary, The Possibility of Hope, was included as an extra on which DVD? Oh. <laughs> Definitely, I have no idea of this. I didn't know he did that. No, go on, why is it? Uh, Children of Men. Uh, of course. Uh, my last question. The cinematographer, Emmanuel Lubetsky, is a frequent collaborator with Quaron, working on six films together. Which of his films, English language, of course, did they not collaborate on? Only one. Uh, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. That's correct. Yeah. Um, question five for you. Um, for which Academy Award was Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban nominated? Um, visual effects, right? One of them. No, it was a Best Original Music Score. Huh. Well, there you go. You st- uh, three, two victory for you, Zijun. Well Yay! Finally! Off the, off the mark for the year. It's the new year, Colin. It's the new year. In the Chinese year, you're 1-0 up. Yes, um, Exactly. But in the uh, in the calendar year, which we've typically worked to, um, no, we don't, <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, next time, also next time, the quiz is um, on James Gunn films. Okay. Uh, to celebrate his 
uh, getting the Suicide Squad gig. Um, but also next time, Zijan, what is our main topic? I thought you should be the one who's telling us this, Colin. I probably should be, because it's... Um, it's a bit like Actor Factor, but it's it's writ large. We are doing Tom Cruise films, and I could not be more excited. Uh, it's going to be an hour <laughs> of just Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise. Uh, uh, you can't tell this, uh, listeners, but I am I have a big smile on my face. I can't wait to do my one hour of Disney films, Colin, or Pixar films. Oh, we have done that before. We've done that. We've done yes. that. Yes. So it's going to be wall-to-wall Tom Cruise. Uh, so if you've got any questions or thoughts about Tom Cruise films uh, in advance, let us know at Movies on Twitter, cdzadamovies at gmail.com. Let us know your favourite, your least favourite, um, how much you love Tom Cruise or otherwise. Uh, I cannot wait. Uh, we'll see you then. Bye.